Hello everyone, I'm Kevin Miller and this is The Ziggler Show, where our goal is to inspire your true performance. In this episode, what do you want? Two of my favorite movie scenes ask this question. In The Notebook, the character Noah asks Allie over and over, what do you want? What do you want? It became a really renowned little internet video clip. And then in a good year, George Bailey gallantly asks Mary, what do you want? He says, Mary, what do you want? You want the moon? I'll lasso it for you. But the beauty of the scene is when she closes her eyes and thinks on what she really wants and makes a true wish that later comes to pass. Well, in episode 734, I did a special edition show where I walked through the seven spokes on the Ziggler Wheel of Life and ultimately encouraged everyone just to list something out that they wanted in each spoke. And for my recent birthday, even, I asked my four oldest kids to gift me by going through and doing the exercises. I just know the importance. So for this show, I posted a question on Facebook for the Ziggler audience. And a reminder on that, you can join these weekly conversations by finding and friending me on Facebook at Agent K, as in Kevin, Agent K Miller. But the question was simply, do you have any tangible ideas of what more you want in the near future in these areas? Number one, health. Two, relationships. Three, mental. Four, finances. Five, spiritual. Six, career. And seven, personal. Well, incredible responses came back. Tom Ziegler joined me to talk through these candid comments. And for some, this show was the impetus for them to actually think through and write down what they want. And I hope it is for you too. So we'll start right after I share some great products and services with you. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. All right, Tom. Well, on this listing out some of the things that we want in these areas, I started off uh, when I posted and I, I shared some of my own. So I'll throw that at you before we start reading other folks. If there's any, any highlights in the seven spokes of things that you know you're focused on for next year. Yes. Uh, let me jump in with a couple of them on my health. Um, I'll be real specific. I weigh right between 192 and 193. And my goal is to lose seven pounds of fat and replace that with seven pounds of muscle. Beauty. So I'm working with our friends at Metfro, Metpro to do that, Angelo. Yeah. Uh, mental growth. Boy, I'm really studying how the brain works. Um, and so I'm trying to really embody that idea that whatever information I bring in uh, that comes at me is I consider the source 
and don't let it have any impact positive or negative uh, in the way I feel about it. And that's nice. a big one. Yeah. That's, that's a big one. And then uh, our business is really, really doing well. And I have three specific areas, our certification program for ZLC, our new choose to win coaching system, and then our business uh, around my speaking. And I've got some, I call it my 2020 vision. Isn't that great? Probably like the it. only the only person out there who's coined the term. It, you authored it, man. 2020 vision for what <laughs> we're going to get done. Uh, and of course, there's a bunch of other ones underneath yeah. those, but those are the big ones. Nice. I like it. Well, hey, you talked about health uh, or Met Pro and stuff. I'm another, I'm another pound of muscle up. How's that? Nice. Yeah. I know that's uh, it's good. I'm going to be buff Santa this year. I'm going to have to send you my dad's old t-shirt. What's that? Well, when dad was uh, probably 82, 83, he was working out at the gym and his trainer, her name's Angie, gave him a t-shirt and it on the t-shirt. It said, no, I'm not on steroids, but thank you for asking. <laughs> Thanks. My, my kids would appreciate that. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to start running down through some of these here. And I think, uh, folks, I think you'll get a lot out of what people share here. Derek Olson, he says, uh, health, he wants to return to CrossFit and complete a Murph workout on Memorial Day 2020. And I think that has to do with CrossFit. I can't remember what it is, but it's a, it's a hard workout. Two relationships. He wants to focus on his two girls. They are five and two years old and changing, growing so fast. I want to keep up with their growth and what that means in terms of our relationship and how I can best father them at each stage and age. Three mental growth create um, uh, create uh, in life a mental state of calm. Finances. I have a very specific goal here, but I'll keep the exact number private for now. Uh, but that's good. That he's got a number in mind. Spirituals five. My wife and I are choosing prayer as our word of the year. We will focus on our word of the year all year long. Basically, we will pray about all other areas of our life, not just focus on prayer itself or the practice of prayer. Hope that makes sense. It does. Uh, six career continue to grow into my role of director of marketing in our business. And then seven personal. He says, wow, how can he has in quotes personal be the one that stumps me? Uh, I've actually been thinking about how I need a hobby, something new that I can get interested in and excited about something to take my mind off of work. He says, I love my work. So I think about it all the time. I'll have to think more about this one. And I thank Derek for sharing all that. And he came back and he says, Hey, thanks for the question. I'm spending more time this year planning next year than I've ever spent very deep dive into what I want next year to look like lots of dedicated time planning and thinking. So this question came at just the right time. It's a good list, Tom. I love that list. You know, when you think about it, um, he spent more time on this than he's ever done before. I wonder how the year is going to turn out. You think it's going to be his best year ever. I, I do. And it's, you know, it's pithy to say, but we just know that it does. It just that right. little bit every year we, uh, on, on new year's, we bring out, we, print out a family a sheet of paper for everybody for that year. And it's goals, dreams. I think we have a few things on there, you know, however you think about it, goals, dreams, aspirations, actually this year, Tom, based on what you have brought to us this year, we've talked about it multiple times. I think I'll add to that and even say, you know, goals, dreams, aspirations, slash 
problems I want to solve. Um, because as you shared, 80% of people think more in, in problems uh, as opposed to goals. So for my kids who that resonates more and all, you know, and it does me for them. Usually it does, um, that will put that on there as well, man, it makes such a difference to sit there and have to figure it out. We know, we know it. Yeah. So Derek, uh, I remember my very first Bible verse that I ever memorized, uh, First Thessalonians, is it five seventeen? Pray without ceasing. Mm. I better make sure I got that one right. Okay. So when he talked about prayer, yeah, uh, you know that pray without ceasing, that idea that we're constantly are in a prayer mindset, and then uh, the hobby thing. You yeah. know, I wrote about that and and choose to win. But another way to look at it is uh, what brings you energy. What's the, what's the thing that fills you up? It may not, you know, we, we may not think of it as a hobby, but that's something that you need to plan into your life. Because if you have energy, if you're creating energy in your personal life, then it just fuels everything else that you're doing. Yep. I mean, that one's been a big one for me, Tom, the things I have a list of things that are, and I'll tell you, my wife and I continue to make that more important for each other, that that personal side is not selfish. It's not a luxury. It is necessary for us to be who we need to be. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, especially people who really like their work that'll fall short in this one. And yet I found about a year ago, I found out there's a couple guys in particular who I just really revere as individuals, their lives, their families. And I realized, man, they spend a good amount of time playing, just having fun with their family. And I can be, I can tend to be so production minded. We got to produce something. And this year has probably been more, more play, more games, more adventures, more things. So yeah, Derek, good one to focus on. I think there's somebody else who, who said something similar to you as well, that that was an area they weren't real clear on. Um, Joe Pellerito, he says one, uh, maintain an, ex- an exercise habit. It was, a, it's been a great year for that Two special dad, son trip. I want to pursue some of my son's interests. Uh, three, I want to put what I read and hear. this is for mental, what I read and hear into play. I think I may have to journal more to do it or wake up with a plan Four, I want to have a better plan for my son's financial future allowance, saving, giving, working for it. Uh, five, I want to be more open about my beliefs, the spiritual spoke more open about my beliefs instead of just nodding. Like I agree, I want to be more active. That's interesting. Six, I want to improve executive level coaching uh, and to be a truth teller. And then seven, I want to launch a podcast. And he says that's already in the works. But I can't remember if it was him or somebody. I think there's somebody else too that is also launching a podcast. Good, solid, solid list. I love it. You know, uh, recently I was working on legacy and a new definition of legacy. And I can't remember if I've shared this yet because it's just happened in the last few weeks. Okay. Legacy is equipping those you love to grow through life's most difficult challenges. That's beautiful. And so when I look at what he's doing with his son's finances, I mean, gosh, aren't the big, you know, at least it seems like finances usually is one of our biggest challenges at some point in life. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not just making the money. Uh, you know, it's, it's, how do we, how do we handle it? How do, how do we make decisions around it? 
uh, because the challenge is going to come. And then how do we use it as a growing experience so we can grow through the challenge? Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Joe. Uh, Soma Hathaway one after three surgeries and 15 months, I need to work on muscle mass. I've lost about 17 pounds, but I'm guessing only around five of that is fat. Uh, my mantra is I've started over before. I know exactly what to do. Well, great attitude. Goodness. That's harsh. Uh, two choosing to love what is not forcing time in any relationship and being grateful for the many incredible people I have in my life. That's the relationships relationship spoke. Um, three on mental, let go of the judgment and frustration that often accompanies chronic pain. Wow. I know there's a lot of people that will hear that. I mean, chronic pain, uh, here in America, and I know we have a more aspiring audience, maybe even a little healthier, I would expect, but well, chronic illness and disease, especially in America is increasing and people dealing with chronic pain, but talk about something that can take you out. So letting go of judgment and frustration that accompanies chronic pain. Uh, four, I want to think more optimistically. Well, that's Ziegler-esque. Five, find my morning time to connect with God again. Uh, six, I want to take more time to paint. And then uh, seven, and which again, we're on the personal one. She says, hmm, I'm not sure about that one. And again, I, th I think she's a handful of people who weren't sure on that one. I think that's telling. And we have, you know, I think it's also a sign of the time somewhat, Tom, where we have, we're continue to grow into, I'm going to call it an entertainment, entertained culture. And instead of having outlets and hobbies and things like that, we've got screens. And I'm not saying that's what these folks are attesting to, but we, I am seeing, I'm seeing that I'm witnessing and experiencing that, that people by far and large are having less hobbies, less outlets. Yeah. You know, I really, you know, you know, I, I'm just thinking about what the best path is. And if you're dealing with something like chronic pain, um, gosh, you've got to have a game plan before it gets ahead of you. Yeah. Right. You've got, you've got to have like, this is, this is my habit. This is the way I'm going to start my routine. And you do it no matter how you feel and you make the decision, the choice, uh, before you get under it. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the things that people who go through that, uh, boy, my heart goes out to them because there's, what do you do? Right. Other than try to get on it mentally on the right side of it, because yeah. it's just wearing. So you got to have that plan in place before it, before it starts to beat you down. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough stuff, Soma, but great to hear your, you've got a plan or making a plan. Uh, Kristen Nunes, she says, uh, for physical one, get back to my dairy free diet because dairy is not my friend. Uh, that's truth. Good though. Uh, two relationships, spend more one-on-one -on -one time with my husband. We live extremely busy lives and most of the time forget that us as a couple are important too. Boy, I hear you there. It's one of the things I shared. Um, I've got to be more consistent with my wife, making us a priority. So I, I hear you, Kristen. Three on mental I'm pretty good here as this was my focus this year. However, I would like to meditate on a more consistent basis. That's something we're hearing more and more about Four financial with a substantial pay increase her husband got and my business booming. I'd like to make sure we manage it better than we have in the past. I've noticed that in the past, we seem to make more and spend more. And so the goal is to not do that this time. Five spiritual. This has been a, this has also been a focus this year. I honestly feel like uh, my mental health and spiritual growth are intertwined. 
Uh, six, career, grow my business in the way that I've been envisioning this past year. I own a natural residential cleaning service. While we do provide a service, there is much, there's so much more to it. We focus on health and mental health, peace of mind, and the gift of the time and so much more. I want to teach people how to clean naturally. It's extremely easy and how cleaning can be meditative. And then seven for herself, running a business, having four kids that are all doing something. I find it very hard to carve out time for myself. So that is a goal this year. Yeah, we've got a thread here. And I, I interestingly, I asked folks on Facebook, I asked her, you know, what uh, natural cleaning business, that's interesting. And uh, she said that she'd love to share about that. She has a small business in a small town and they are booming. So really interesting. I love hearing about these niche type uh, ideas. So a natural cleaning business, but man, solid list. You know, that's a thread that I, you know, we're seeing it over and over my own personal time, my hobby, taking care of myself. Uh, one of the questions that I ask the people that I coach is I say, Hey, let me ask you something, write down everybody who really loves you. And of course they put their spouse and their kids and their closest friends. And then I ask them, would they want you to take care of yourself? Hmm. And so just, just think about that. Uh, not only is it good for you and it's the best thing for your family, but your family wants you to take care of yourself. And that's one again, that we have elevated. It was years ago when my wife, she actually started kind of a side project called mommy sabbatical. And I think the tagline was something like take, take care, you know, take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And that's what we miss. And I've done the same thing too. So yeah, again, Tom, and this is one that we have just ele continue to elevate it. And I think as we, we even had the kids testify to it of daddy, go away and do your thing or mommy, go do your thing. You're better for us when you do that. And I don't know why we've yeah, gotten into that place of, we think we can just pour out and pour out without filling ourselves. Well, Dennis here, he says, in each of these categories, I have lots of things that I feel I want, but all of those desires point back to my agenda, my desires, my goals. After just reading, uh, here's a book, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. Now, he references that because we just interviewed Mark Batterson. Uh, he's the author of that book. It's been one of my favorite books of all time. I think I've got 15 of them in a stack. I give them away here and there. Uh, and his new book is called Double Blessing, and I don't actually have the show number, but this is show 742. I think it was in the past six or so shows. Uh, so uh, Dennis says, I just read that. I feel that this is a season where I need to not limit myself to my goals. That's an interesting line, Tom. Not limit myself to my goals, but rather double down on my prayer life and seize God-sized goals. Doesn't mean to imply backing off in any way, but rather expanding what is possible possible and amplifying those efforts. Um, but that's, I, I have not heard that statement before. I like it's it. That's a one to ponder. Yeah. You know, I just finished uh, reading a book called uh, traction. Um, the EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system by uh, Gino Wickman. Great, okay. great book. Uh, and he talked about, you know, in that system, you have a 10 year vision, then a, mm -hmm then three-year uh, plan, and then a one-year goal. And I kind of like that analogy is a lot of times we just, we kind of set our goals down and it's something that we can get done in, you know, in the next year. And what we really need is to say, okay, what's the dream? Uh, I think a lot of people are good at goals and bad at dreams. Huh. Uh, and 
No, I like you putting it that way. Cause you know, like, I think, you know, we, we hear a lot about this and so and personal development and whatnot, you know, shoot for the stars and the, the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal. And, you know, I, I think as we always end up talking about Tom, it's so personal, just like you talking about, is it goals that, that resonates with you or is it problem solving, you know, here, I mean, I, I think I always have really big dreams and visions ahead of me. That's what drives me. But when I do look at goals, like we're talking here, I tend to be, I think we need to be more tangible and, um, yeah, I don't know. You're tempted to say realistic, but then we don't want to limit ourselves. Like Dennis is talking about, maybe that's the point is we tend to have realistic goals. So there's, there's a relevant balance there in there. Yeah. And, you know, reading the circle maker, uh, mm-hmm. by Mark Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Mark Patterson show all over again. <laughs> by the way, thanks for letting me know he was going to be on until he was on. <laughs> I'm here but, to serve. <laughs> you know, sometimes we need, we need to, uh, circle something as he, as he says in the book Yeah, that when it happens, we know that only God could do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't have a goal a lot of times is what we can do. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we need something that if it ha- when it happens, we like, yeah, that's a God thing. Yeah. And his show was by the way, seven thirty five, folks. If you didn't hear that, there you go. You are listening to the Ziggler show and our Q and a about what you want in the seven spokes on the Ziggler wheel of life. Well, next a listener talks about self-care and we unpack the value and necessity of this issue. So we'll be right back after I share some great products and services with you. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, 
but getting them to actually give their payment info is. And Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Tammy, uh, nope, nope. Donna, Donna Roberts here. She says health lose about 10 pounds and gain strength and healing of my back problems. Our relationship, I'm getting married in July. We're beyond excited to start this new adventure that the Lord has for us. Career, she's moving due to marriage. So making some changes, uh, not quite sure what that will look like yet. And uh, for self, continuing to grow in self-care and my relationship with the Lord and give myself grace for when I fall short. Uh, Tom, I don't, I don't even know when I'm, if you knew this, but in the habits show where I'm talking to our guests like Mark Batterson and I reference that spoke, the personal spoke uh, at some point in recent months, cause I usually say, you know, what is the thing you do for yourself? Play fun or, you know, just, just, uh, that you really do for you. I inserted and I hadn't, I don't know why I didn't think about it. I asked somebody, uh, self-care, put that in there. And it really changed the switch for some of the answers that came along. But what do you do for self-care? Maybe it gives it more gravity, you know, for folks because, but self-care, I mean, what are the, some of the things I do? I go mountain biking. It sounds like fun and play, but man, it is really a part of my self-care. And even framing it that way gives it the gravity that I think that it should have for you. It may be going golfing, getting out there on the green. I, you, you tell me, but I, I do like that aspect of self-care. It, it, um, I do. I, I like that word gravity it gives it the value. I think it should have. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. And you know, most of us, especially people who are attracted to a show like this, mm-hmm. we're serving and sacrificing all day long for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just one more thing. Um, for me, self-care, it's the first two hours of the day alone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the big one. My whole day's different when I get the two hours in. Agreed. And that's uh, consistent amongst all the guests we have on this show. Uh, let's see here. Tammy, she says, I've written this out and, and I'm inspired by the spokes. Health, eat less sugar. Uh, choose veggies for snacks instead of processed foods. Awesome. Two, well, once a month for relationships, a date night or in connection time with my hubby. And then she says numbers three, four, uh, six, seven, they're all very closely related. In a nutshell, I want to attend one to two personal growth conferences for mental slash personal slash career growth. And I'm going to do things to meet like-minded individuals and get out of my comfort zone. Through this, I will grow my business uh, to help more people and their pets. Uh, that's my short version. Uh, five spiritual, she says, to continue to have unwavering faith, and I'm heading in the right direction. I really appreciate the podcast. It brings me clarity and lots of ideas. Uh, well, I'm not going to let that one go, Tom, without shameless promotion. And, you know, folks, she mentioned a growth conference, and there are great ones out there, and we could give you guys a list of great ones. Going to anyone, you're going to come away better for the most part. Uh, Obviously there's some, you go to Ziggler.com. You can look on the upcoming events. I mean, this next year will be full of what Tom Ziggler legacy certification. Uh, it'll be full. Give it, give me the rundown real quick. Yeah. So we got a bunch coming up this year. We got our uh, two day choose to win, uh, which is really around the book choose to win. So if you love the wheel of life, 
uh, guess what we do over those two days? We go right through the wheel of life. Uh, we've got one of those coming up in January. You can find out about it at Ziggler.com. Then our certification. So if you're somebody like uh, me who likes to inspire and motivate other people and equip them, we equip you to equip others. And then, of course, we have our small business training uh, that we do on a regular basis. But you, you can find this all out at Ziggler.com. Oh, and one more thing, Tammy. Uh, we do coaching. And, you know, I've coached a bunch of people. And uh, when somebody says, hey, I think that's it. I think I'm done coaching. Uh, my question isn't, why are you leaving me? My question is, who's your next coach? Great. Right. Yeah. Because we all grow and mature and we, and we, you know, we kind of blossom and we, we're ready for something a little bit different or a new, a new voice. And so I love that. And every year should be filled with two or three uh, or more personal development uh, programs or initiatives that you're doing, whether it's attending an event or getting a coach or, or going on a journey because we grow through the journey. Hey, I'll, I'll give my pitch to everyone on that too. I am an introvert. I, I would be fine to never get on an airplane, to never go anywhere, to never make the effort to. However, I know, and thank goodness to my folks who introduced me to this long ago, that the effort to make the expense, make the plans, to have the anxiety of going, to show up someplace, to meet people, to hear, there's just something supernatural about it. Can I do that without even being spiritual on it? There just is something about it that's different because I'll tend to, without having experienced, I can tend to go, you know, I can get the best messages ever right online from the comfort of my home or my office or wherever. Uh, why would I need to go? And I, I can still tend to go into those modes. And yet, thank goodness, once or twice a year, at least I get out and it is always, I establish the most uh, impressive relationships and talk about networking and connections with people. And for some reason, hearing somebody on stage and being with the crowd, it is something special. So to me, it's always one part, whatever it is that I actually learn there. Actually, I don't even know if it's one part, Tom, uh, maybe a third is that. And then two thirds is just the experience and ramping myself up to invest in myself. So there's my pitch to you guys. If you haven't done one before, or if you haven't in a while, if you're an introvert like me and you'd really rather not, I get you, but I think it's a necessary medicine. Yep. And we might as well quote Mark Batterson since he's the theme. Let's do it. <laughs> he says, uh, change of pace, change of place, change of perspective. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing, whether it's going off into the woods by yourself for a couple of days or going to an event where you're going to be around uh, like-minded people learning something that's going to make you stretch the change of pace, the change of place and the change of perspective, what you need, uh, to grow to that next level. It's a, it's a great standpoint. And Tom, I've, I've really ramped even that up just with my personal work. I just go where the spirit moves me. If I feel like working in my, one of the rooms of my house, one of a couple rooms that I'll retreat to close the door. I'll do that all day long. If I want to go out in the deck, I'll do it out there. If I want to go sit in the woods, I'll do it there. If I want to do it in my office, I'll go there. If I want to go to Starbucks and sit out with the view of Pikes Peak here in Woodland Park, I'll do that. I, I kind of go wherever my mind feels is going to be the creative spot to go. And even more so, yeah, there. I've done, I have done some trips recently, and I get some good work and thinking done on airplanes for some reason, uh, goofy as that is. But, uh, yeah, whatever does it for you, folks. 
Jessica Elizabeth, she says, I'm getting together with a group of women tomorrow night to go over my goals in these areas for 2020. We, ref we reflect on the past year and then help each other create tangible, measurable goals, goals for the future. I haven't had much time to be quiet in the past few weeks to really hone in on these areas. I'm looking forward to it. Tom, I just thought that was excellent. How great, how, how fun would that be? And maybe help people elevate it too to call up a friend or a group of friends and say, Hey, let's go over this together. Cause I think a lot of times people sit down with pen and paper to think through some of this and it's just difficult. It's may not be super fun. They may, uh, you know, find some voids. It may even be discouraging when they can't bring something up. So again, just like we talked about, about to, to elevate the experience, to give a different perspective, to go there and say, Hey, let's talk about each area. And then we'll take 10 minutes and write, and then let's talk about the next one and take whatever format, but talk about, we know the power of bringing other people, other energy, other perspectives, and the accountability of it, because you know, if they do this together, then they're going to be by proxy accountable to each other. Even if they don't set it up officially to do that, which I would recommend people do as well to check in every quarter, something like that. But that is something few people do. I'm so grateful. Jessica shared that she's doing that and that she actually is. That's awesome. Yeah. Here's a really uh, simple technique that I use. Uh, when we do masterminds and things like that, I'll often use this. So <clears throat> the person will stand up or sit down, just whatever's comfortable, and they will share whatever the big challenge is or the big opportunity that they want to accomplish. And that's one or two minutes. Mm -hmm. And then the other people in the group will then ask questions. Tell me more about that. What do you mean by this? Nobody's given advice. Nobody's given uh, answers. They're just asking the questions that takes about two or three minutes. And then this is where it gets kind of fun. You get post-it notes or three by five cards and everybody writes down three to five suggestions. Have you thought about this? What about that? Da, 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 da. This way, everybody contributes. Um, if you're getting together with friends, probably everybody's chiming in, but a lot of times you're with people who are kind of quiet. They don't share much. Hmm. So by everybody writing it down, you know that you're going to get some input from everybody there. And usually what I've found is the quietest person is the one who's got the insight. <clears throat> and then you share it. Each yeah. person says, hey, this is what I wrote. And then you pass all those into the person. And guess what? They've got takeaways already with them. Yeah. Right. They got some ideas that they can use. So I Jessica, I, lo I love that uh, mm -hmm. process. Uh, you also got an accountability group built right in. That's beautiful. And that's, yeah. and that's really uh, usually the difference maker between doing something and not doing something is the accountability people. You know, on that note, for those of you with families, uh, we do this every year on New Year's Day. We pull, well, we, what we do is we pull it out, pull out, a, my wife keeps them in a basket or a bag or something like that. And we read the last one. So we'll go through with every kid and read theirs. And there's often sometimes we go, oh my gosh, you far surpassed that. Congratulations. And then there's always some where they're a little disappointed that they made no progress in that. And we, you know, we all are. 
Uh, but we'll do that, go through them before doing the new ones. And it always, again, that word that I keep using gives gravity to that, to hear the things that they did achieve and did excel and to see the ones where they didn't. Um, we're not the family where, Hey, everybody who crosses the line's a winner. No, you, you, you failed. That, that was, that stank, that stunk. Let's, let's do better and use that as motivation. But it's a neat, neat, neat tradition. We need to hearing this though. I'm thinking I need to set some times to revisit a mid year. We're not doing that well. Uh, Dan Brandenburg is next and Dan boy, I know Dan, he is, uh, has been a professional photographer, made his living off of stock photography, really neat story, but he's a deep thinker. And he just simply said, I'm in a long period of reinvention. I like that term, Tom, which is systematically addressing each of these topics, some more than others. Would we want it any other way though? To not change and grow is to stagnate. And that just doesn't sound fun. Tom, who's, who is it that said, I don't know who to attribute it to something to the effect of, you know, this next year, do we want to live uh, a new year or are we going to just live this the last year in repeat? And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bringing up a name, but I know, yeah, uh, I one, know of, <clears throat> one of our, one of our, uh, Ziggler legacy certified trainers, Carrie Lowe, he said, he said this, there is no such thing as the comfort zone. Hmm. That is a product of our own creation and it gives us permission to be stagnant. And the, what I took out of was this, we're either growing or we're dying. And, and think about it. That's the way life is. We're either growing and getting better or we're dying. And so this is, I love it. Why would we ever stay the same? Cause we can't, <laughs> it's yeah. impossible. We're either growing or we're dying. And so I love that reinvention is kind of cool. Uh, and that word stagnate, man, that's an, that's an ugly word, but I am, I'm so aware of how time can pass. And have I really grown or am I just existing? And it's easy to just go along and realize, yeah, the, the year just is on repeat. And I think a lot of people are there. Obviously the people listening here wouldn't be here unless they aspired to more. Uh, Nicole Kristen, she says, uh, one continuing, continue working with my fitness coach to become lean and strong. Uh, two, make more time for friendships. Three, sticking with my routine of practicing the miracle morning and reading more books. Uh, and that's, she's referring to Hal Elrod, miracle morning. I interviewed him not that long ago, but man, so many people have attested to the value of that show for paying off a credit card. This is financial and other debts as quickly as I can while increasing my income over the next year. Five, spiritual, continue with reading daily devotions, attending church weekly, and attending Bible study. And six, on career, move up in a position of leadership in my Mary Kay business. And then seven, personal, read more novels and allow myself time to relax instead of always thinking I need to work or do something productive. She just spoke my tune right there. And I have, uh, I, I, it's so hard for me not to be productive. I've literally done, I've probably read more nonfiction. I'm sorry, read more fiction this year than ever, but I've gotten a hold of some really good stuff. Some really, I like, just like movies. I like redeeming stuff, stuff that makes me feel, learn, grow. I've been reading stuff, Tom, by Francine Rivers. She's a Christian author that is about second to none. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm about to the point of put her on retainer. Can I pay her, raise money, write more books? Uh, cause it's so, <laughs> it's such redemptive stuff, but it's just stinking good. I, I want her to make movies out of this stuff. Uh, but great list, Nicole. I love it. You know, the, uh, 
I put on my Facebook post that the, the poorest nation in the world is procrastination. I saw that. Yeah. And the, and the richest nation in the world is imagination hmm. and we get to choose our citizenship. And so I, if you're reading positive, redemptive, uplifting fiction, and I love that concept because it, it turns our imagination free. Yeah. And there's nothing more brain killing than watching uh, TV. And it's because TV is usually written at a very low level. It takes no imagination. Yeah. The greatest, uh, the greatest movies that we ever see aren't, that engages our imagination. And you know, that was, so that's the, but great fiction, great nonfiction, the imagination goes nuts. So I love that. I do too. Uh, Trey Ryder here says, I try to journal these things daily, meaning, meaning in the spokes, what are his, his uh, goals, but he says one on health out. He didn't out. He got, he's getting an allergy test for better eating, figure out what, uh, foods he's allergic to. And I, we kind of went back and forth on that folks. I've done that. If you've never done a food allergy test, so, um, so valuable to find out those things that your body doesn't like and get them out of your system. I did that earlier this year too. It was really significant. Uh, two, he says work towards spending as much time with family as I do working good measurement three. He says, I'm a podcast junkie in personal development. So minimum four hours a day, uh, or audio books as well is what he does for his mental and he's continuing a, a coaching program Four, shift everything from my seven to five job to coaching and 10 times my current income. There's a big, hairy, audacious goal. Five meditation daily, go to a week long workshop. Okay. Well, Ziegler legacy certification, I'll hook you up. Uh, six development of courses for people to take and and online webinars, uh, goal setting workshop is soon to come. Sweet. And then seven on personal continue towards my purpose while keep the above six in balance and give myself space and time to recharge as stated in episode nine of the true life show podcast. Uh, so the true life pod show podcast folks, you've heard me promoting that. That's my, my new podcast with Dr. Randy James, who I have permission to say is Tom's doctor who he gives credit to. Uh, for some great things in his life. You know, I did ask Trey also, cause he said he's a podcast junkie. And I said, Hey, what other shows you listen to? He said, I listen to the Ziggler show, the true life show, the ultimate, uh, ultimate entrepreneur with Jay Abraham, the HPX podcast, marketing secrets, online marketing made easy fundamism podcast with Paul J long, uh, Tony Robbins podcast and the speaker lab podcast. He said, I go through spurts with all of them to catch up every other week. Um, and next week I've been asked to be a guest on another show that will be a new podcast selection, meet the mentors show, man, fun stuff, inspiring stuff from Trey. Good stuff. Yep. So a shout out to, uh, Dr. Randy James. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good guy. So I went out there in two, 2017. That was my first trip out there. And, uh, they take a couple of gallons of blood. It's like the most amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that the much. Vampires. Yeah. Um, but he, I've now I have had three times where he spent an hour each time mm -hmm. just going over my blood work. Yeah. Um, so I can't tell you how valuable. So I went, but Kevin, I went from basically a C minus to now I'm a solid A on all my blood work. You know, it's just, 
It's impressive. Folks, if you want to look at what, not that everybody's going to become a patient there, but true life medicine is Randy's clinic. And that's actually where I have my office where I'm speaking from right now. Uh, this is an interesting one. Katarzyna, she says one, get consistent with yoga, physical therapy, maintenance, and diet. Number two, and we'll come back to this. She, this is a relationship. She says, no idea. We are separated. So I'll come back to that. Number three, she says, make healthy changes and go with them Four, grow my business and pursue publishing. Um, five, continue what I'm doing. And, uh, six, she says, see number, number four and seven, continue writing me manners, healthy life after breakdown. So she's published a book there. Uh, and I said, congratulations on that. But in number two, I said, it can, it can involve other relationships. And she says, uh, you know, her new book apparently is all about relationships with herself, but in regards to, um, those, you know, the relationships, the intimate ones, she said, I'd love to get some advice on the process. Any ideas who I can approach? I'm going about all this completely blind. Um, I think I'm reading that correctly, but man, that's, I just wanted to read that because it was honest, Tom, uh, number yeah. two relationships, because we're going along and this is all sounds inspiring and positive and it is, but my experience with myself and with plenty of other people is a lot of times it's daunting to look at these areas, to talk about goals, because there are some that we have regret, guilt, shame, anger, negative emotions in, and it, it, probably, it could have been worthwhile putting this out earlier, even in this show that's relevant. And I, I don't know, how can we make people feel that's, that's, that's okay. That's an okay part of this process. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. The, the reality is it's tough and, and God, the way we view it ourselves, um, the, the problem with relationships is there's, there's, there's two people who both make mistakes mm -hmm. and you know, who knows, uh, because we don't know anything about it. Uh, all you can do is what you can do on your side. Yeah. And, uh, it sounds like you've got a good plan. You know, my, my sister wrote, uh, Julie, she wrote the book growing up Ziegler and she talks about her separation mm -hmm. and, uh, how she learned and she, you know, it was a very, very valuable time. They ended up getting back together and had an incredibly strong, uh, marriage afterwards. They never would have had if they hadn't been separated. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely a hard time, but, but there's hope. You know, candidly, Tom, that'd be an interesting show for us to do is to talk about the Ziegler family. Um, just as your dad did every time he got up on stage and he talked about his own life and made himself relatable to everybody else that it's, I think it's easy for people probably to think about, gosh, you know, you're Tom Ziegler, you and your siblings, of course, Hal had perfect lives, right? As Zig, Zig Ziegler's kids. Everything was just hunky dory and everything on a silver platter. And I mean, you guys have some hard stories, you're humans. And I think most of that's probably within the books, you know, all, all the Ziegler books overall, but, uh, it'd be an interesting one to talk about, but yeah, this is, I don't think for any of this, is this all come off? I think you're Pollyanna if everything's just perfect and happy in all these areas. Uh, Brian Lynchard, he says, I think of my life in terms of faith, family, fitness, friends, finances, and fun. Ideally the first five are in order of importance with fitness and friends being pretty much a tie. And then number six fun should be had throughout your seven areas can be found within my six. With that being said, I find it difficult to work on improving more than about two areas at a time. Uh, right now I have 
a focus on the finances, unfortunately, as some things didn't go as planned over the past year and some large expenses popped up along with some legal issues. So I want to get some of the financial things cleared away. Uh, there's finally light at the end of the tunnel and start focusing on the other areas. Again, I already exercise regularly, but need to lose some more weight. And I'm really looking forward to some great fishing coming up in February through June or so. It, it kind of brings up that issue, Tom, of balance. And, you know, of course, we're that, that's the whole point of the Ziggly Wheel of Life is having balance in those areas. Though we also, oh gosh, I've had plenty of guests and I think we've talked about it, Tom, that, you know, do you have daily balance? I don't know that I often have daily balance in all these areas. I mean, I'm looking throughout the week. Do I have deposits in these areas or around the month? But there's definitely times where goodness, things are happening at work and I'm out of balance in that moment, in that day, maybe that week, maybe longer. And I'm really investing there, but then I got to throttle back. And right now it's Christmas time and I am I am way out of balance on family. You know, I work when I can and otherwise we're doing family stuff and that's just how it's going to be. And then I'll do more work and I go through spurts when it starts to get warm here in Colorado. I mean, I'm always exercising, but man, as soon as the trails are clear, all of a sudden I'm out for two hours at a time when I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing near that much now. And so we're looking over the long haul of balance. So it's interesting what he said, you know, can we maintain, you know, can you be improving in all areas at a time? Maybe so. Again, there's no cookie cutter approach. We're not giving you a black and white framework here, but it's an interesting perspective from Brian that I relate to some. You know, one of the things that I would say is that there's a couple of things we can do uh, that impact all seven areas. And like one of them is your mindset. Uh, what is it that, um, you know, what is it, your, what is your belief structure? What do you think about this? And it could be in like, you know, we had, uh, kindness, the killer app of kindness. You know, if you make it a mindset focus to be kind, <laughs> all of a sudden you can see this kindness spreading into every area of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so there, there's a few things that we can do. Uh, what we teach at Ziegler is when it comes to specific goals, it's hard to have more than four goals at one time. It's just really hard. And so I agree. We, you know, we can't be tens all the way around and everything all the time. It's, that's just not life. But there are a few things that we can work on every day that impact every area of our life. And those are usually the, the mindset and the spiritual areas. Mm. Well, and this is, you know, it brings up a good point and probably a good place to anchor the show here that obviously we can get out of balance. Um, but when we're looking at improving Tom, I, I generally see with myself again and with others that when you have a certain area that you start to excel in generally it's, it's the, the rising tide raises all ships. And so if I start improving one area in my life, uh, generally I, it, it helps inspire and motivate all the rest. And we hear that so many times that somebody says, you know, I finally got sick and tired of whatever of, of my health, let's say, and I decided to commit to it. And I started you know, doing some five K's and I lost a bunch of weight, man, that inspired me. And then I started uh, really pursuing my side job or do, I, I started really committing more to my work. And I, I started, I got a promotion or I increased my revenue there and gosh, that really got me on fire in my relationships. And we see it generally as a catalyst. So, you know, to hear that, you know, folks, if you're looking at this and again, it feels daunting, find the area that's most tangible. I mean, Tom, what we say, the lowest hanging fruit, go excel some there, experience that progression and that achievement, and it will help you then it inspire you in the rest of the areas. Oh. 
All right. Hey, thanks as always folks for sharing this stuff. It's just so rich and so inspiring to hear all of us talking about the real issues of life where rubber hits the road. And, uh, Tom, always a gift to do this with you and hear your insight. Absolutely. What a, what a blessing. We've got awesome listeners and we uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Yep. Well, friends, so the question for you is, what do you want? And do you know, this was a simplistic exercise, not a full out goal planning session and the steps by which you'll achieve it. It's just a quick run through to get you auditing what you were doing, why, and where you want it to lead to. Well, coming up next in episode 743, does your faith make any real difference? I mean, that headline itself is rife with controversy, but I think to any sane person, it is a fully legitimate question we have all pondered and continually do. It's one thing to have a belief. It's another thing to expect that belief to change some of the hard circumstances in our lives or to affect the things that we hope to happen. Well, this show is going to acutely dig up this subject in real life circumstances. I have with us a neurosurgeon, yes, a brain surgeon, uh, one who sees massive trauma and generally knows the outcome of a lot of his patients right away, whether they're going to live or die. Yet as a Christian, he believes God can heal anyone. But how do you pray and tell the patient or the patient's family to pray when he's seen a diagnosis that over a hundred percent of the time has a fatal, uh, it's, it's a, it's going to, they're going to die leading him to grapple with God can heal this issue, but he doesn't ever seem to have you had, or do you have any circumstances in your life where you struggle to see your faith making a difference? Well, my guest is Lee Warren. He's a medical doctor, and as an Iraq war veteran, he performed more than 200 surgeries in a tent hospital. From then until this day, he performs near-daily surgeries on everything from tumors to head wounds. He's daily amongst despair and death and, and hope and healing family tragedies and triumphs. And amongst it all, he lost his 19 year old son and had to deal with his own grief and faith. So his new book, I've seen the end of you. It chronicles some stories of patients who just rocked his faith. And let me say this. I study the books of each guest I have on the show, but I seldom read the books word for word all the way to the end. This one was like a novel that I kept wondering what was going to happen next. And I read it cover to cover. I've shared it with my friends and family, and now I'm sharing it with you. If you have ever, ever pondered your faith truly and tangibly, please, you're going to want to hear this show. And if you want a book that's going to keep you enthralled and quite possibly give you a new perspective on your personal faith, that's what we've got. So that's coming up next. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. 